Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone, this is Tom Hayes in Beantown, Massachusetts, USA. It is beautiful, gorgeous, absolutely fantastic. Today, we're going to go with a little music. We have a great show we just put yeah. together. We're going to have S players. Sometimes you don't know what to probably. do. He's going to join us in a few minutes, and now we're going to talk to you. Singer, songwriter, composer. Oh, let's have some fun. So, anytime we're going to do some Sugar Shack. Back to.
right, it's back to the Sugar Shack, one of one of the songs we like to play on the, our usual Thursday afternoon meetings with Rudy Garino and Sugar Shack Radio, the infamous club in Boston that housed everybody from James Brown to Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, B.B. King, and on and on and on. We've got a great gal coming on the air, hopefully soon. I don't know where she went, but um, I think she, yeah, I think I'm looking at her. My iPhone. No, she. <laughs> yes, you got to call that number that's in the text. All right, bye. All right, she'll get it right. We're coming in there. Uh, this, uh, I'm going to wait till she gets on here in a second to give her a proper introduction. Amazing lady. Uh, I want to hear the story because it's really, really phenomenal. I just, I, you know, I really don't get child prodigies. I just can't comprehend. You know, Mozart, imagine Mozart at five years old, he's, you know, composing complete symphonies, and, uh, and uh, you know, we get, oh, here we go, ta-da, all right, S-S-S, this is Tom Hayes here in Boston, Massachusetts, you are on the West Coast, uh, what town in uh, in uh, California are, are you? I am in Irvine, California, which is Orange County, and it's about oh. 2.30 over here. Great. Well, you're um, you're a timely lady. We met a couple of weeks ago because <laughs> of uh, Rick Dumont, our mutual friend, and uh, you know we talked about doing some some music for us, composing some music for us for the uh, Sugar Shack documentary. And uh, can I read a uh, an intro? I just went to your site. Can I read the uh, the beautiful uh, description, uh, your bio that I found on there? Is that okay? Yeah. Sure, that's okay. All right. So the, this is Telling S's Story. And uh, your your previous name, you sound, it's, this kind of sounds like a Prince thing, formerly known as, as Stephanie <laughs> Mullen. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So Stephanie that's Mullen has recent, just recently stepped into the in-famous world of composing. Like a lot of composers, she began her creative journey of writing when she was just a child, discovering who she really was in the year 2000. She had gotten her first break as a backup singer for Ika Mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, is that right? Ika Mouse. Okay, yeah, Stephanie Mouse. began touring the U.S. and even played at the U.S. Olympics in 2001 with people like Julian Marley, Anthony Gregory, Isaacs, Anthony B., Steel Pulse, Common Sense, Johns, Brown's Body, Groundation, Pepper, Michael Rose, Israel Vibrations, etc. The list goes on. Throughout the years, Stephanie discovered the dance music scene and got her feet wet in writing and singing to house music. She soon began writing down-tempo and electronic music with reggae and trip-hop influences. Is that right, trip-hop, as opposed to hip-hop? Trip-hop, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Stephanie, like who now is known as S. How do you say Plies? Plies. I just say S. Yeah, just just S. Just S. S. Several instruments are self-taught. She incorporates the guitar, percussion, drums, and vocals to the music and beats that she composes. Welcome, Stephanie S. Mullen. <laughs> Hi. How are you? No. Nice. I'm great, and uh, wow, what a story, what a background. I mean, you're, you're talking 2001 that you were at the Olympics. You're still a young, young woman, and that was 15 years ago. So yes. what are we talking? How old were you? I was, when I first started actually composing music or getting my feet wet in the music industry, I was about 17. So, yeah, 
I was very how old? <laughs> About seven. You didn't want to say, okay, that's right. We can't. You're, that's right. We can't let a woman divulge her age. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so you were young. Okay. So, I was young. I, mean, I was younger. What an exciting thing. <laughs> I'm what still an exciting young now, thing. So. You know, when I see these pictures on your site, there's all kinds of. Uh, I, you know, I want to know. Sometimes we can do so much with Photoshop today, but are those things real? Of the fans holding up your picture, and the that was done by my marketing company. That 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 picture yeah, was done yeah, by the okay. marketing firm, which is pretty cool. Um, I was in Europe yeah, at the time when that was done. However, um, EMI was my yeah. marketing, and that I had for me in Europe, and and, and I want to say England. They're from London, so I stayed in Italy for about two years, um, and was going to launch off a big project. Um, this is about, about two years ago, um, and now I'm currently in the U.S. Um, uh, the project was going to be all around the world, so I was scheduled for a tour to go worldwide from into Egypt, Morocco, Turkey, India, around the world, um, basically all around the world, and then come back to the U.S., and they were going to drop my name out here because my music's very different, very more Euro-based uh, music. So as a senior producer, it's kind of hard to, you know, break dropping your career here in America with the kind of music that's being played. My stuff was a little bit more house music, lounge music, down tempo, um, you know, just really nice electronica stuff um, real, real classy high up end stuff for like a lounge or a nice classy event a lot of jazz you know compositions as well so yeah that's what I do and I love it <laughs> so this tour now what you you so so you would be doing the kind of venues you just described you'd be going into clubs and to uh, dance halls yeah yeah yes Great. and that was that was supposed to be done and then I had some personal things that went on and so of course you know I had to come back home and now I'm here and just kind of trying to get my feet wet back at home and get going here and um pretty much I'm re- I'm excited and I'm ready I'm ready now wow what was uh, um the, the, you know the music so basically it's electronic music then which is extremely popular right now Basically, yeah, with a little with a little funk, I tr- I like to incorporate my my music a little bit of the world. <laughs> when I when I mean that, I I mean like just music from the world. Or I could take different different pieces of uh, instruments that I hear and put that into my music uh, or to my dance well, music. So I actually make dance music, and I DJ it as well. Okay, so it says um, downtown and electronic music with reggae and trip hop influences. What's the difference between trip hop and hip hop? Well, well, hip hop is more like the stuff you would hear on the radio today. Um, trip hop is a little bit more. It's like a lounge. It's more of a jazzy beat with a and lounge with a nice bump of beat to it versus vocals. So there's no vocals on it. It's just for like to chill in a nice chill setting. So if you're right, in right. the city, Richard Paris or London, uh, somewhere nice like that, it's, it's very formally, uh, formally known out there in, in, that, in that, that music world. That's where that music has been established a long time ago. So, and, and it's very, very easy to make it in Europe versus here in America because of this, I call, I call this music more a little bit intellectual music. Versus the music that yeah, they play out know, here, which I is pop. I just saw. Yeah. I just saw a, a film uh, about Chet Baker. Oh, Born um, Blue on Blue. It was fabulous mm-hmm. um, profile on Chet Baker and like a lot of the great artists. To really, really, I mean, because the Europeans just are um, the listeners, yeah. you know, and they appreciate mm-hmm. higher stuff. So a lot of the jazz artists yeah. went over there and made a living. Yeah. So you know, I can remember being in in Italy and France and, you know, hanging out in some of those disco slash clubs, lounges. And it was my first introduction to Sade. And, uh, yes. oh, it was just <laughs> wonderful to hear 
Is she did she, was she at all an influence on you? Actually, she was. I don't know how you knew <laughs> or how you said that. Sade and Billie Holiday were big, big influences of mine, actually. Ah, very I big. Love and so, yeah, so when I was are, out in Europe, know, we, uh, funny you mentioned. We, uh, <laughs> well, we, we do find that we have more and more in common every time we speak. But, oh, my two, my two <laughs> favorites, especially Billie Holiday. I, my Pandora station yeah. is Billie Holiday. I love Billie Holiday, you know, just. You know what? You know there's a woman who had such a distinctive, melodious voice and created her own style. And I, 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 I there was, <laughs> there was a time I could, if I heard her right now, I might get right on. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of, give me a, give me one of her tunes, and I might be able to do her. Uh, Can you think Chardin, of one of her? Uh, Not Sade, but Billie Holiday. Uh, uh, Billie Holiday. Oh, right now at the moment, I currently can't. I'm thinking about Sade. I know. I'm she drawing a blank smooth, myself, but I can I can mimic her pretty well, you know. And uh, yeah, smooth. And so that's kind of fun. But no, great stuff. So now, how do you, if you're a composer, I mean, do you do you use do you upload some of her stuff? Do you I mean you use her yeah, vocals on there, or do you? Yeah, what I do is I do have some vocals. Um, I am currently kind of looking at doing a new album, getting into something new. Um, so what what that entails for me is it entails basically making my music. I make the music, you know, my beats from scratch. Um, if you know what music producers do, like I don't know what I can say, Dr. Dre for a reason, someone like him, or other producers out there. So I make my beats, and then I, I will I play the guitar, or I can play the, the percussion, or play other instruments like sitar, and add them in there. And then I will bring in tears. So I am a music female producer. So I'm more of a composition. I do also composition for like scores from movies and films. So I'm more in that genre, um, which is like a female producer, but more in going up more into film composition and then jingles and then also just composition for other artists. So that's the route I'm, I'm going as producer. <laughs> so. Wow. Have you done some, a score for a film? You know, I have not done a score yet. I was working for, in the beginning. I had gotten a job with Crossing Path Entertainment. I, that was my first job. We were going to launch the project off, but then I think that one of the producers there, he got a boxing career, so he went over there to do you know box. So that project didn't really launch off. However, I got got me a lot of experience on working on movie sets and actually working on you know jingles and on movie movie films in the background. I actually, got a lot of experience doing so. So yeah. <laughs> wow. I, well, you know something. I just I hope it shows here. I uh, just uploaded one of your songs so we can give people an actual sample of what you're doing. And um, I can't. I don't know if it. it can, sometimes it takes a while for these things to Let's come see. across. You want me to try? Well, ah, well, you I got. Try, you know, I tried to do "Gotta Get the Money." You know, that was one of the first uh -huh. things. Oh. And uh, I don't see that it uploaded. Um, you know, and I want to put it right in directly, so I don't want to, you know, go through a speaker and not hear, uh, hear it properly. Let me see. I don't know why. Let me go see where, what happened here. But, uh, you know, I so, you know, while while we're talking, I'll I'll fish around here a little bit. I'm, I always get angry okay. when that happens because I saw the thing <laughs> upload. But um, okay. so. So you have you done specific songs for for certain tracks for for some movies or um, and not done a whole score? Not not a lot of whole score. I'm hoping to honestly in this season of my life right now. 
I'm really hoping to really get into that, get, get myself placed into that positioning. Um, that's yep. a little bit for me. It's, it's a little bit more my, my my flow right now at the moment. And you know, as I'm getting older and more sophisticated, that's the realm that I'm looking at really going and and and, and keeping steady and transitioning into you know some composition because it keeps the high intellect and it keeps the brain on a different level wavelength scale. Um, as a musician, as an artist, and since I'm very very different, <laughs> very different. Um, I that that works for me. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, I'm just excited. Well, you know, and... one of the things, <laughs> as a big fan of jazz, I tell people that they've actually proved through the you know brain waves and the, and the, when people yeah. listen to jazz, it actually kicks up you know their IQ. Yes. Oh, that's very true, and and classical as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 I think you know. I find when I'm listening that I obviously classical, but I don't know when people are improvising that really messes with your head in a nice way. You know, I find I can actually feel stuff happening, synapses going, and things. You know, um, I had a friend one day. I, um, my introduction back to the standards came. There was a uh, had taken my kids down to the Cape Cod here, and I uh, found a station. Got to be 30 years ago. And this great mm-hmm. artist, in fact, he's actually on uh, Sirius XM on Saturday mornings. Dick Golden is his name. And he's now the, uh, oh, wow. the professor of music at uh, Georgetown. And anyway, late at night, it was one of the few rare stations in America still playing standards. So I listened to Billie Holiday and Sarah Vaughan and Ella and, you know, Satchmo and, you know, Little Miles and everything else. And one day, I found him after years, and I was sitting here. And all of a sudden, I heard this voice that I recognized in this kind of the way he would introduce songs and tell stories. And I was trying to read a book, and all of a sudden, he played a, I forget the title of the song, but it was Miles and Coltrane together. And I can remember my head, yeah, my head got so scrambled by this just beautiful piece that I had to put the book down to listen because it's not one of those things you can just really appreciate you know so but that's that's the stuff so how but so how did you fall into all of this beautiful music was it your parents what yeah i think a lot of it my parents had a lot of influence on me with like the jazz music um obviously you know i also started playing really young when i was in church um <laughs> i've been i started playing drums when i was at 14 years old actually um and then i you know, wow. started drumming for my church and then also drumming for other bands at the time and then um yeah, I just my whole life I just kind of lived that music lifestyle where I was uh, drumming with other bands before, you know, going off to Europe and and start actually doing music production. So I was more of a drummer and you know an artist, which was like a playing guitar, playing drums and backup singing. So that was very very fun. Um, but now you know I'm a little bit more wiser and I said I wanted to do, do something you know and I love music so I said I'll do production and I kind of just threw myself in there and it, it I just it happened to click and work for me so yeah wow. and, and right now I'm, so, I'm trying to still you know uh, do, do my career I'm just you know back home and I'm in I'm now I'm in you know, Los Angeles or you know California so you know I, I'm getting right into it again getting right into the flow <laughs> Nice. So what is your, uh, I mean, this is such an amazing, when you were touring 15 years ago with all these Gregory um, Isaacs, no relation to, uh, um, what, what, 
what was all that like? What was the? Did you enjoy the touring part? What, were you were you playing an instrument? Were you backup singing? Yeah. I was back up singing, and I actually would, he would have me go on stage and play drums because I was female. <laughs> so at the end, it would be really cool because I'd be drumming, and everyone really loved that at the time. Seeing a female drummer uh, when I would do that, especially in Europe, they loved that. But yeah, um, I was actually a backup singer, and I, of course I enjoyed it. It was very, very cool, and it was just like I was basically I got thrown into it, and I was a natural at it. So, I mean, I still am a natural. I play it by ear, unfortunately. I'm one of those musicians that play it by ear. I could probably read music now these days, but I still like to play by ear. Um, music's always going to be in my life. It's a part of me. It's who I am. It's what makes me happy. It makes my day get, get going. So obviously that's what I'm supposed to do. Music is my life. <laughs> and I want to be a positive inspiration out there to future people and future artists and, you know, throw a little bit of positivity out there in the world <laughs> versus all this negative stuff that's going on. <laughs> Yeah, we talk about that. We talk about that a lot. Yes, I mean, exactly. And as you know, I'm trying to uh, do some things for children, uh, you know, with a storyline and animation project I have. And hopefully we get you to write some music for that as well as, uh, you know, for this documentary that we're working on. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I mean, would love it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I one of the it. things... <laughs> Yeah, well, one of the things we find that when we talk to um, to some of the old school artists like Eddie Levert and Walter Williams, and we talk to Frankie Valli, and uh, you know they start to, they 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 mourn the loss of real music. You know, they say that today a lot of musicians aren't don't really know how to play an instrument, and that if they don't really consider what they're doing as music. You know, what do you want to say about that? Are you there? Yes? I'm, I'm here. Did I so lose you on that one? Oh, here you go. <laughs> Did you understand you the question? Yeah, yeah, I got so you now. Go ahead. Uh, what I was going to say about that is, yeah, I do agree with you a little bit. Can you kind of go back a little bit so I can hear everything that fully, everything? I think I got a disconnect for a sec. You were talking about music, how the music producers and artists. Repeat that one time. Yeah, when you know we're interviewing some of the old school artists, they bring it up. They say, you know, we, they they feel that they they were real musicians. They knew how to play instruments. They knew how to harmonize. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they're saying today that you know a lot of artists can't do that. Yeah, and the, you, you know, and that's the one thing that bothers me too is because it's like um, there, there's people out there who are producing, but they're they're producing, but they don't really know the the roots of, of music. And that's one one thing that really really bothers me, where they don't know where music really comes from. They don't know anything about music. They don't know any any of, of the music from some of the old days, from from jazz to blues to rock and roll, where rock and roll where, where, where rock and roll actually came from. So it, it right. kind of bothers me, you know, these days because it's like, wow, music is not real music. It's it's actually there's no there's no happiness into it. When I when I hear the radio, sometimes I put it on. I, I feel there's no happiness. I'm like, what, what are these people doing? And it's like, it's, it's making them all just almost like it's, it's a fake. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I think as a, as a, as a musician, uh, you know, I mean, just like go back in the old days in the nineties, I mean, the 1990s, uh, we had great rock and roll back in those days, you know, um, you know, so. Well, I you know, there's like a lot of anger in now. today's music, you know, there's a lot of profanity yeah. in today's music. You know, yeah, and uh, I think for the, ch- for kids, it's not good, right? I mean, 
growing up, I think with children, what we need is we need some positive people to step forward and actually put a change into it who, who know how to or, or make do something new, you know? <laughs> so that that's the route that I'm, I'm looking to hopefully do soon, you know? <laughs> or old. You know? <laughs> yeah, Well, you yeah, know, exactly. that's one of the things I'm a, I'm a child of the uh, yeah. 50s, and, you know, that was happy music, you know, Buddy Holly and Chuck yeah. Berry. I mean, it was fun, fun, fun music, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis. You know, it was wild, it was exciting, it was pretty simple. Um, you know, and then, of course, we had the 60s with the Beatles, et cetera. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, I mean, you had, and, and, you know, t- today somebody sent me some pictures. I guess it must be close to the uh, anniversary of Woodstock because it was a, the 50 greatest mm-hmm. pictures from the Woodstock. And when you think of just the event that was there, but also just the amazing part of like Jimi Hendrix. I mean, the legends that were Santana, you know, exactly. the the legends that, you know, Joe Cocker. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people were monsters in yeah. terms of Agreed. their influence. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's, yes. before yeah. we, um, let's, let's play some, I found your song. Let's play it. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. All right.
So I, it's the story behind that is my uncle and my mother. <laughs> I was actually in my home, in my old home in Irvine, <laughs> and I actually recorded that song and I put them on the spot. <laughs> you hear me? So that was your uncle? Yeah, my uncle and my mother doing the, the background vocals, and yeah. That's so the great. story behind that great. is yeah, I I put them on the spot and that song was supposed to be basically an old school funk. I wanted to do a little bit of funk, but put it into new new school. So. I mixed that. I mixed that, that. We kind of made it, you know, took that old school funk back in the day, and I kind of made it into a new school. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it reminds me of? I'll just play a couple of verses of it. Here we go. Uh. <laughs> oh, wow. Actually, you know, I was not, which is really, really weird. <laughs> it's just, that's what my, 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 my mother yeah, and my uncle just got cool. on there, and they just, they just freestyled it, and it was a free flow. And I, I liked it. I was like, this is nice, you know? So I was going to keep this. <laughs> so, you know? Well, one of the things um, I like to do is I really like to hear the story, your life story, what it is that turned you, because this is upbeat. And you're an upbeat person, and we want to do upbeat, upbeat things for the world and for mm-hmm. kids, et cetera. Yeah. So when did you, I mean, so you're 14, you're playing drums, you said, but were you playing music before then or some other instrument or singing? What, what um, got you? Yeah. How did yeah, you know I, that I you had it? You know, what? I didn't know, actually, until, honestly, God, I was probably about 12, and I would watch my stepfather play the guitar, and then I, and then I would go to all my old friends' home at the time. I, hang out, I used to hang out with the older people. I was one of those girls. <laughs> I had older friends, so they were all musicians, so they made me get on the drums one day, and I just started drumming naturally. It actually came natural, my, my, all my um, skills. And so, yeah, I didn't know, you know, you know how I, I just started went with the flow, and then I started drumming, and then playing guitar, and then playing bass, and playing percussion, singing, and then, 
then I kind of how I got you know how I got picked up was with through Ikemouse, who's a who's a very very famous artist and from Jamaica. He used to tour with Bob Marley and Steel Pulse and all all the greatest when it comes to reggae music. So I was actually doing a gig at the Coach House actually with my mother. I was about like 17, singing back with her, with a group in uh, Coach House is a famous um, place here in California. And this the guy saw me on stage and he just looked at me and said after the show he comes up to me and says I want you on my tour. That tour was literally four days later. I ended up going four days later on tour over the year for my first time, literally. And I learned the music within, had to cram the music in within three days. So that's, it was a really infamous story. That's what really kind of got me going. And then from there, I ended up, he, he, we ended up touring all around the world. So it was actually very, the fact, the fact that I was able to do that and to remember that music with that real quick is just very, really amazing. And that's why I said yeah, so it's really amazing. So how old were you when you went on tour? <laughs> I was young. I was about 17. My first tour oh, I was very young. Yeah, yeah. Well, had you graduated from high school? I had graduated high school actually when I was at, at that 17. So it was the summer when I had turned 17. So I had already graduated. Unbelievable. Early, so really well, stuck. you know, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, we were talking earlier, and last week we had on uh, Bobby Brooks Wilson, who was the son of, Jackie Wilson, and he talks about the fact that he was going in one direction of just going to live his life out as a, a Navy, you know, in the Navy uh, uh, mm-hmm. as a corpsman, and then got he got ill and then was in a kicked out of the Navy because of his illness and then was in a yeah. karaoke bar, and, uh, you know, um, Bruno Mars' father was there and heard him and put, did the same thing. He was on tour, and he says, so... That's, don't you feel that, I mean, we talk about, you're a very spiritual person, so you understand a lot yeah. about, you know, yeah. <laughs> a lot. So, But I have a deep sense of destiny. He, one of the things he talked about, you know, if you're born with the seed in you, with this great talent in you, then it's going to take, show up and kind of carry you in a direction that, you know, you get to express and, you know, plant that seed and watch the, that all flower. So do you do you feel that? I mean, I know you do because you and I talk, but I want the the listeners to hear yes. you talk about. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So basically, right now, what I'm feeling is like I feel music right now. I feel like I'm supposed to do music. I, I honestly do. Um, you know, so right now I'm in a phase where you know I didn't perhaps go through the journey when at that time, maybe for a reason. I'm not sure, but you know, so I, I took some time off to heal. Like everyone, that's that's natural. Everyone has to heal, and I wanted to build myself back up. And um, you know, I'm in the process right now of being rebuilt. I, I believe in I believe in actual and spiritual things. So, just like the story that you were talking about. So I'm actually in the process of really of going through the rebuilding so that I can go back out. And this time when I go back out, go back out ready and confident, and knowing that I can take on that mission and, and but do it for good for 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 good of the world really. Um, so. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not a person who's one of the haters, or I'm a lover, to be honestly truthful. <laughs> but I think I'm too nice at some time, so I'm just learning how to deal with this or some of the reality of really how people are here, really. So, But, yeah, my destiny, I really believe that, that, that God would really like me to do music. I mean, it comes naturally. Um, the fact that it's for me to waste Well, that's where your joy me. is, right? I mean, I can hear it. Yeah, you know, that's so. where my joy really is, yeah. And you know, so and it's, would, uh, you know? well, it's following your bliss. I mean, Joseph Campbell talked about that all the time. And when you're in alignment with that joy, as opposed to duty and 
you know, work and uh, things yeah. that you're doing for other reasons, you know, that's when you really shine and you're in alignment with that universal power, you know, God. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I agree. Do you feel that when you're and composing? Where do, where do you feel it most? Do you feel it when you're actually performing or composing? Both. I think that when sometimes when I'm actually in, in the mood to actually compose, um, and that's a very b- big thing. I want to talk about that. I've got to be in in in, in, a, in a studio mindset, or if I'm working from home, it's got to be in a place where I can really feel comfortable, um, feel like I have my my whole zone myself. I'm very 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 different like that. A lot of composers are very different. They're, they're all quite different. There's a lot of amazing composers out there who are quite brilliant, but if the atmosphere is not right, there it's not going to be good for them. So. Um, Yes, um, I believe that God, you know, is with me because it's like tapping into a realm of, of a greater infinite realm where you can actually tap in and you, then you can hear that music and place what you hear into the actual, you know, composition. That's what I call it, being in alignment, you know, with, with the universe, you know, just being in, in karma alignment and being in good good alignment so that you can put good things out there. So it does take a lot to get to that place, though. Everything has to be, for, for at least for a musician like me, I have to have everything clean. I have to. I'm real picky <laughs> when I work, so you know I have to be in a, a home that, that has very bright, um, so that I can tap and tap into those positive things, the positive blessings, uh, you know, positive out, outflows, not the negative, but the positive. So that's how I I totally agree, hundred <laughs> percent. So where uh, where is your music? Are people using your music not right now? Are they you know? Uh, well, a, I, I had dropped my first album. I dropped my first album on iTunes. That's when I first started marketing myself. And then I was I had a marketing team. They were going to get ready to launch me. And then I know it sounds weird and everything, but I kind of was backed off and I I, I took a different journey because I just felt at the time I wasn't I wasn't not comfortable. <laughs> so um, it's okay, you know. I'm, I'm back home, and this time it's like you can do it again. Let's do it again. Right. So, so now I know I know I have my calling, my blessings. <laughs> Right. Well, we're talking about calling and journey. How did you get over to Italy? That's amazing. <laughs> well, they Two had, years my, in my, Italy. my team had paid for me. They, my team had paid for me to go over there, and I actually went over there and, and stayed with someone, and she taught me a lot of stuff. Um, the person that I was staying with, she was also a composer, and she taught me a lot. And um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I'm just learning, you know, with being a different country and learning how they vibrate or how they cooperate there. I guess you know, America. It was very different, but. I, and I went through a lot, and I did a lot, you know. It was so fast, and a lot, a lot of men, you know. It's a different lifestyle. <laughs> I was wherever I would go. I remember walking down in Italy, the men chase you down. <laughs> so yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know, there's really no, great. there's no, there's there's no political correctness when it comes to male female stuff over there, is there? The guys make it very evident that that what they're interested in, and. Uh, you know, it's very simple, isn't it? There's not a lot of problems with gender identification in Italy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that, that all you can say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, Italy and France, France, they're very, um, what's the word? <laughs> they know how to. Amorous. Uh, yeah, rule yeah. them on off their feet. <laughs> they're very. Uh, yeah. Quite, uh, well, yeah, well, they're nice romantic. They, they understand romantic, the art of yeah. uh, seduction, right? Yes, yes, very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Now, did you enjoy yeah. that? Let me, you know, while we're on the subject, you kind of, I, I guess I led us there, but did you, uh, you know, because in America that's kind of verboten uh, to be <laughs> flirtatious and, you know, to 
hit on yeah. women. That's you know, kind of you know, feminism has kind of taken that the glamour yeah. of that right out of things. Unfortunately, I, for, I think for both sides, I hear a lot of women now complaining that they really didn't want it to go this far. You know, where it's you know nobody opens yeah. the door anymore, and nobody the chivalry is dead. You know, and the whole thing about oh, paying you, for the bill was all messed yeah. up. Yeah, so, you noticed so that too. How did you, yeah, I, I did, did, you, that. did you enjoy? Were there parts of that that you enjoyed? Did you all that? Oh uh, yeah, of course. Thing? Like I, I uh, the first the first week I went to Europe and I uh, you know had this man fell we fell in love with me. It was funny. The way we met was like a movie scene <laughs> in in in, yeah. in the courtyard, you know, and it was beautiful, just blossoming with waterfalls and and so it was just it was quite a real real romantic story, but it really happened and and, and you know we fell in love, but we couldn't be together because of my career at the time. So, um, you know, and it's okay. You know, the person that I was with was like, you know, you got to focus on your music. So I've kind of had a, you know, music can be quite strict. People don't know what, what people really go through, but it's okay, you know, to, you know, where you're headed. So now that I've, I've gone through that and I've seen, I, yeah, now I know how I want to structure my life of what I want to do for myself this time as a, as a music producer um, and someone who actually does that. I need to be in a happy mind state. I need to be happy. I need to be around the right people. It really, really, you have to structure your life, you know, the way you want it. I need to not be around negative people, but positive people, you know, who are good people. That, that way it can place, help you place the positive vibration when you're, when you're actually composing music, you know? And so it's really, really about who you hang out with. Yeah. Like, so when I see sometimes I'm very sensitive as, as a person, I think because I'm an artist, but I'm a very sensitive woman. So like when I go out, I can actually feel everything. I don't know if you know this, but it's like, I'm very, I can, I just, I can see things. I feel things. I hear things. It's like, wow. So I'm at that level where, you know, I really am kind of right now, I'm a a little bit like in a a guard or standoffish right now because I'm trying to change things so that I can make this positive album for the future. So, you know, so right now it's just, I'm trying to structure my life and it's like, create your own destiny, create your future for, you know, creating your own destiny, you know, and, but in a positive mindset. So I'm at that point now, which one I'm doing now, knowing you, I'm absolutely contacting Rick, you know, and, and getting together with him, um, what has been, what has been great because I met you, <laughs> you know, I'm really excited about working on the, the, um, the music for the, what, what you guys are doing for this film. You know, I'm really excited about that right. job and the opportunity. So I take that as a, you know, yeah, that's a blessing. That's something I definitely want to do. Well, you know, here's the so, one. You know, yeah, America, it's, you know. It's, it's always disheartening. You know, you're working on a project. When I was, I spent a lot of time at Apple taking their one-to-one classes and, you know, working on my project, and they'd bring people over to see it. You know, and they would yeah. be impressed, but they would, you know, I think that people who aren't artists and aren't creative, they're confused when they see an artist because they just don't understand uh, how we do what we do but it was always yeah, funny they right. always found a way to kind of i don't know the right word undercut me or to bring me down to and you know what the question was was well can you make any money at that <laughs> uh-huh. yeah <laughs> that's yeah. always the american way can you make any yeah. you know musician yeah can you make any money at that? You know, playwright. Can yeah. you make any money? You know, actor, actress. Can you make any comedian? Whatever. So yeah. I'm going to ask yeah. you. I, I mean, understand. are you are you able right now to, um, you know, to get some income from your your, your work? This is what I really think right now because the way I worked and the way I worked on my campaign or whatever, I don't want to call it campaign. I just want to call it what it is, which is what I did. It's just, I just made beautiful music and I put it all together and 
And then I, once I was done my music, then I, and then I, you know, I reach out to the right people and I do what I have to do. And then that's how the Europe door got open for me, you know? So this time what I'm going to do is the same thing. I'm going to get myself in a position to where, you know, do some, make some new music. I got to make work on a whole new project, which, which is good. So, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the kind of finding myself transitioning right now into that new door that, you know, that, that I know that, that, is there for me, you know? And yeah, of course I can, because it, there's a lot of money to be made in music, especially being a female composer doing the things that I do. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone's ever seen that yet. So, you know, it's like, there's a lot, you know, I, I, I can really do a lot of things. I mean, you know, there's things I can do with music by making a whole new language through music. <laughs> and so, you know, they call us, you know, nerdy and they don't understand us, but there's some out there who are very smart. Um, so it is what it is, you know. <laughs> I try to look at those. Okay, so let's go back to Billy Holiday and go back to <laughs> go back to Sade. I, Night and day, you are the one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, it's do funny. You my mentor actually. See yourself <laughs> morphing into creating some new, some new music, composing things, and then having yourself as the you know, pronounced yeah. lead, like the two of them? I can do that, actually. Yeah, I can. Actually, it's funny that you say that, because when I was in Europe, um, the person who was training me, she kept having me watch a, a picture or, or watch a music from of Sade and of Billy Holiday. She kept saying, watch this. This is, you know, the route that, you know, I was kind of going for. And, I, you know, and so she was trying to guide me in that direction, you know? And, um, well, let me those, tell and those, you are two, this, those are two people that I really like. <laughs> Let me say this, S. You know, I've only known you a couple of weeks. You certainly <laughs> got the looks, kiddo. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank well, you. I mean, and that's important oh. for a superstar. I mean, but you have superstar yeah. looks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh-huh. she says. Well, no, uh-huh. and, I mean, that, that's, um, so if you can back that up with the kind of yeah. music that you want the to music. sing, I mean, you've got the whole package, don't you? Yeah, I pretty much do. You're right, but I want to take that whole package and use it for good, like you know, use it for other women. Well, and, I mean, you know, for, you, for know, people, you, you and, are you know, good. I mean, that's I can't see evil coming <laughs> out of you. I mean, I've only known you a couple yeah. of weeks, but I mean, so all you got to yeah. do is just follow, you know, your guide or whatever. Follow yeah. that yeah. joy inside, and that's going to happen. Yeah, but, yeah. But exactly. I've seen, so, you yeah. know, one of the. Because this program is upbeat, and I've been around, and I've seen, I study success. I was always interested in success and what makes people mm-hmm. successful. And uh, there has to be kind of an ownership uh, or, or a confidence or a conviction that you really are entitled to the best and to all of the good mm-hmm. things that come with you. And if you don't have that, if you don't see yourself in that way, so that's why I'm, I'm really enjoying this, this show because I'm learning things about you we don't learn on a normal conversation so can you project yeah. ahead and see yourself could you ever see yourself as a, a as, as a Sade or a, a Billie Holiday I mean getting that much attention and creating that much of a sensation you know I definitely could because those are like artists that I really loved I actually love them I liked them a lot back in my day and even now like I, I love Sade I listen to her a lot you know I like a lot of, I love jazz music so I think that for me, I feel like I'm in a realm of like I'm trying to save jazz music, and we need to keep jazz music up. That's a, it's a great music, and and, it, and they don't even play it on the, so it's like, 
I'm trying to save all that. Um, I feel like, you know, like, no, no you know, because people need to, younger people need to hear jazz music, I think, because it's, it's a great music. It helps their brains, their IQ level. It helps people. It's not, it's not negative. It's, it is positive, you know, and so I, I really do. I do see myself actually doing, doing, continuing to do that and going that route and that path, you know, because I, those are, I look at her and, as one of my guides. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good. Well, so, it's funny that yeah. we both fell on that. So, so, yeah, so w- what I'm trying to clarify is, yeah, you want to write some music, sc- yeah. you know, scores for movies. You want to do, you know, c- create. But, you, but you're not ruling out the fact that you could be the one that, you know, did you see the, the recent documentary, 20 Feet from Stardom? Uh-oh, no, I haven't. What's it about? Okay, it won an Oscar two years ago, and basically what it was, it f- focused on uh, back backup singers and what okay. it took for some backup singers to cross the path and to become, you know, a, a, a lead singer and a, a star. Mm-hmm. And it was very mm-hmm. difficult, and, you know, they had, uh, um, you know, Bruce Springsteen talking about it. He says it's a big 20 feet where you have to, you know, basically he said everything that I'm talking about right now. You have to believe, you have to own that part that you are no longer just a backup, but you are out in front and, you know, you're the yeah. one who's the lead singer. Yeah. So, I mean, do yeah. you see yourself traveling those 20 feet? I can do that. I do see that. Yeah, of course. Okay. I, just, I, I just have to, um, I have to be, you know, in a position where, you know, I do see that actually. I just have to be in a good positioning with the. If once I get myself out there and get myself placed and transition myself, I I, I want to be handling. I don't want. I, I don't want ever a lot of people like handling in my business because I've seen it in the past. Everyone before was like fighting over me, really a lot, a lot, and it it really kind of hurt me, you know. Like when I had first, you know, started going in the music industry, and I went through. I was one of those who actually went through that, and I saw people just from people pulling me from left and right. And and that actually ended up hurting me, the artist. <laughs> so um, this time, as I walk forward in my new destiny or journey, as I walk in, you know, you know I know what not to do. I, I look, I'm going to move from what I, you know, look at what I've done in the past. I'm going to say, no, I'm not doing that because of this. A lot of people, a lot of artists don't know. They get, they, they, they just do it. They walk into it, and then, and then they're, they're under some contracts, and then, you know, it, it's not good. You know what I mean? For them, and so they're stuck doing it, and they're, and they're not happy, really. And so this right. time with me, my thing is I need to fine tune in my happiness right now. I need to fine tune on being happy for me and producing for myself and, and, and making myself happy um, because it, a lot of good things are who are gifted or talented. You shouldn't be, um, you should not really be sad. There's nothing to be sad about. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. And so that's what I kind of say, you know, just from the, my, the past. Those are things I can say just to anyone who's listening um, who wants to, you know, who wants to go that route in the music, um, there's things I can help you with. So I... Well, you know, this is the age of, I mean, when... Mm-hmm. Right, when rock and roll first started, uh, you know, a lot of people just had, uh, you know, people com- compose their music and they were just the singers. But you find that, you, for example, if you listen to the Rolling Stones, they were just a cover band and all they ever wanted to be was a gr- the greatest blues band in all of London. And they were, and but they were, wow. and then all of a sudden one day their producer sat down and said, manager said, 
And they locked them both, in, locked Keith and uh, Mick in a room, in a hotel room. They said they couldn't come out until they had a song, and they came out with uh, As Tears Go By, yeah. which ended up being a big hit for Mary and Faithful. But he forced wow. them to find the creative, uh, you know, the creative vein. He had a, he, they, they, he, and he wouldn't, and so they found themselves. I mean, and that's what it's all about. And then, I mean, look at the fortune they've amassed and the things they've done by going inside and, and forcing themselves to write. So it's a big leap, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly a worthwhile yeah. leap. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, honestly, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to tell you this right now. I've had the that is one of the hardest journeys to do when you have someone staying in the house and locked door, and it's just you, and you're used to dealing with so much crowd, right? You come home and it's quiet. It's it's you're regular, you're wrestling with yourself. It's it's really hard for someone to do that. It really is. So I know. Trust me. <laughs> I I have gone through that. I'm currently going through that. Trying I'm walking myself out out of into the next phase of my life, you know, so I just, I'm just speaking of what of what I've gone through, <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Um, oh, absolutely, I, yeah, I, I mean, I that's, I mean, yeah, buddy, a it's lot of people. It's very hard, and you have to be really fair, fearful, <laughs> you know, right. but, you know, but when you come up, when you actually do it, you know, it, it actually ends up to be really good, it's great. it'll be okay. When you can see the bright side yeah. of things, it's going to be, okay. it will be okay. <laughs> You know? Well, I I recently found a book by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art, and he said that Hitler was a uh, actually an architectural student, an artist, and he says it was mm. easier for Hitler to start World War Two than it was for him to confront a blank page. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that well, it's very <laughs> scary. That blank page is very scary, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. It is. But well, well, I think it's actually that's what helped you. <laughs> that's been right. helping me is writing. Now it's the actually fight. It's trying to get the happiness back, or when you're when you know you know, or just trying to get in a happy mindset. Kind of like when there's you, know, you hear negativity out there, and you hear negativity out there in the world. You're like God, and especially being an artist, you know how we're a little bit different. You know, because we, we are different. We're so a little just a little bit different, you know. And so it's it's kind of hard to. What I've been challenging and I've been facing with my songs are really hard for me to actually compose and, be, and put a song out in my, in my computer and, you know, just create. The lyrics I've got down, I've got all the writing, but it's just actually the creation now of my music. That's been hard for me because I just, I, I'm viewing things outside the way I'm seeing things. And I'm, I'm, in a negative time like this with, the, with everything that's happening, wars going on, I'm seeing a lot of just strife. And, and it's like for me, I just... It's like I'm, I'm an individual who I can, because I, I, I could, I'm very different. I can see and feel everything. So I'm like, I'm, I'm unhappy at times because I want, I'm not happy because I don't like the way the world's going. <laughs> I hate to say that. Yeah, you know, it's but, pretty tough right now, but a, you know, you gotta, yeah. we gotta kind of put blinders on and just think. Now, you know, you talk about, are you a visual artist as well? Do you draw? Do you paint? I mean, I think I can. I actually think that I, knowing now that I can. I can do all those other things. I think that I can if I paint. It you know, help me. It actually help me emotions and help me actually to get through all the stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Sure. Yeah. Well, so, great. I'm, that's, well, what, listen, that's what I'm I've, doing, though. I've had, this is uh, quite interesting, isn't it? Don't you, Do you like this medium, this uh, radio, this uh, <coughs> pseudo radio show, this um, blog, yeah. this mm-hmm. blog talk uh, podcasting? Did you? I find that, uh, 
we reached a level that we haven't done in our normal conversations, and I really enjoy that. Um, what's your take on it? I enjoy it as well. I like it. You know, I'm a little bit nervous, but you know, it is who I am. So, <laughs> you know, just yeah, no, you didn't. I didn't sense any. And, yeah. Well, actually, no, I, it was, a well, not nervousness, but just well, well, in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. This is like, you know, I want to do this, but you know, nervous because maybe because of my maybe my past and not and not pursuing opportunities at that time. But it's okay because there's going to be present opportunities and then and then opportunities in the future. So it's okay. It's, it's just, if you're just you have to just learn how to just be positive and sit still at some time and know that it's going to happen and that you know if you're called, it's going to happen if if you're a good person, you're called to do it. Don't just don't give up. Keep going. Keep moving, you know. Exactly. And like my, me, I saw myself actually doing that. <laughs> I, I almost gave yeah. up, and then you know, and then I was I transitioned. It was like no, you can't give up. Blossoming, yeah, yeah. It's like no, keep going, keep keep going forward because you have to. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, so, I, I, why me, don't we? Um, it's been hard. Huh? Why don't we? You know, we'll we'll we're coming down to uh, the end of the hour, and I'm. Okay. I'm I know that this is just the first of many of these that we'll do. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. That's In okay. fact, I would like to, uh, I, maybe we can be guest uh, hosts, uh, co-hosts, and you know, bring some talented people, some of the people that we mentioned earlier that you've worked with, and bring them yeah. on and uh, nice. start our own little uh, uh, podcast. That'd be awesome. That'd be great, I think. <laughs> I think that get us going. <laughs> That's the first step. Right? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, why okay. not? Okay, well, I'd like try. you to start thinking of some guests that you'd okay. like to bring on, and we can both uh, okay. have some fun with them. Oh, great. That'd be great. So, sure. Tom, thank you very well, much for the for – the, for just thank you for, you know, doing this for me and, you know, allowing me to be a guest. Because, that was great. You know, for it was, I found, like I said, yeah. I found out some things. I found out that you're, we have similar tastes <laughs> in these great Billy Holiday and Sade and uh, <laughs> even a little bit of the OJs in your music. That oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Guess. Yeah, yeah, that was all just done, actually. <laughs> well, you have yeah. a great spirit and um, – it's refreshing, mm-hmm. and, you know, I can sense some of the things. Remember, you know, and I've only learned this later on in life, that adversity is not something to be shunned or ashamed of. It's it's necessary for us to mm-hmm. uh, grow. We don't grow by having an easy life. You know, we grow by overcoming obstacles and adversity. Yeah. So, so go for it, kiddo, and... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, I get to talk to you a little later on today. But thanks for uh, being thank on the you. show. Oh, thank All right, you, I'm going to play a little. Much. Well, we're talking about love. Let's go out with a little Solomon Burke, okay? Okay, Steve. We're going to do one for you. This is a song we used to do. We used to open our shows go. with this long, 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 long time ago. This tune was together. written by Solomon Burke, you saw it earlier. It's called Everybody Needs Somebody to Love. <laughs>
I mean, speak math and this great voice comes out. Me, I'm just watching and laughing. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, first of all, I could feel the stage starting to sag. I mean, Solomon's about 500 pounds. <laughs> 600 pounds of joy. I tried to shake his hand on the stage, but the, the stage was going up and down so much, I couldn't even get near him. This <laughs> is so funny. And when he starts to move, you could feel the planks going like this. You know? I remember just seeing him play in the chair. And he was sitting in the chair. It was fantastic.